Hey, what's going on, everybody? My name is Chase Tuning, and you're tuning in to the Boom Boom Performance Podcast with my man, Cody McBroom. And today, you're going to learn all about what it means to live a life ever forward and hopefully be able to better tell your story. What is going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Boom Boom Performance Podcast. This is the one-stop shop for all things coaching. We do not stop at fitness and nutrition. No, we go much further than that. We talk personal development. We talk entrepreneurship, success, stress management, and all things, again, personal development. This is your coach in the speakers. That's my goal here, guys, to coach you through everything, to coach you to a place where you can get better results across the board. If you are new to this show, please do me a favor and go check out our top four episodes. That's going to be the nutrition FAQ, the training FAQ, my personal journey into fitness, how I became a coach, and last but not least, nutritional periodization. Today's episode is with my good friend, Chase Tuning. I call Chase the connector because no matter who you are, if you have a conversation with Chase, you are probably going to have some type of connection or just a connected feeling to him. He's just a very good dude. He's a genuine person, and I always have a great conversation with him. But not only that, I feel like he knows just about everybody and can connect people, and he wants to connect people. He wants to connect with people, and that's actually something we got into today. Last time I had Chase on the podcast, which I'm going to link uh, uh, that episode in the show notes so you can go check out part one with Chase. But the first time we talked about his journey, his story, being in the Army, being a mentor, being a coach, being a business owner. He has had um, a lot of roles. He's worn a lot of hats and he's learned a lot of things in his life. And he always has a valuable lesson to provide when he is speaking or having a conversation with you. But today we actually talked a little bit deeper on how to become that person. How do you decide what your mission or your movement is in life? How do you decide what your purpose is? How should you go about finding a mentor or being a mentor or being mentored? We really dive into the experiences he has had and the value he has found in connecting with other human beings. This is really about telling your own story and learning about other people's story so you can just enhance your life. Not just fitness, not just nutrition, not just the way you look, but how you think, who you become how you personally develop into the person you were meant to be. Uh, We got pretty deep on this episode. It actually took a complete left turn, um, and it wasn't necessarily what I wanted to talk about, but as the conversation started, and you'll hear and kind of feel that natural conversation we're having, as it started, it just just took a different route, and it just kept going, and I didn't want to stop it because... What we were talking about was so good and I think so valuable for you, the listener. So I think you're going to get a lot out of this episode. If you enjoy this podcast, guys, remember that I do this for free and my only wish or my only hope is that you can help me spread it with more people so more people can listen to this for free and get better results across the board. Like I talked about at the beginning of this episode, that's what this show is all about. So please help me do so by two different things. Number one, head over to iTunes and leave me a five-star rating and review. Number two... If you can take a screenshot of the show, head over to Instagram, tag myself at Cody.BoomBoom and tag Chase at ChaseTuning. I'm going to drop both of our handles in the show notes. Please share this, guys, so more people can listen to the show and grow with us. Now, without any further ado, let's get on to this amazing episode with my good friend, Chase Tuning. All right, Chase, my brother. Man, I'm happy to have you on the show again, uh, just to have a conversation. It's always great talking to you, man. So I kind of want to – I'm going to link the show notes uh, in the show notes, our first podcast. So if anybody doesn't know Chase, doesn't know his background, doesn't know his story, wants to kind of dive into that, he has a really interesting story about being in the Army and going through a lot of pain to get to where he is today. And I, I highly suggest you go listen to that Um Go back, listen to his backstory, and then come back to this episode. But today, I want to kind of dive into the now. Um, and, and first and foremost, talk about your personal mission, man. What is your personal mission right now? And, and what comes to your mind when I ask that question? You guys have a lot of different aspects of Ever Forward, and I mm-hmm. love the concept of what Ever Forward is. But you're always doing different things, man. You're a really fun <laughs> guy. You're the definition of an entrepreneur. Um, I'm very similar to you where we always got new projects, things going on. So I just want to kind of touch on like, man, what is the mission behind all this? Like, what's the purpose? What's the why? What's the reason? Yeah. And I always kind of feel like I'm taking the easy way out, but I guess I've come to realize that this is truly just, I have an answer because I have a belief system. I, I have a really well-developed why behind everything that I do. And that's, to truly help others live a life ever for, to recognize what you want out of life, to recognize how to create it, how to work hard for it, 
how to help others, how to build up a community along the way, you know, how to constantly just be taking inventory of these people, places, things, thoughts, feelings, aspirations that you have in your life and to kind of separate the ones that don't serve you and to really hone in and go deeper on the ones that do to, to help others get clarity in the things that are going to have the best ROI in their life. And that can be fitness, that can be nutrition, that can be sleep, that can be just, you know, you know, job help venting a lot of different things. And, and then in more unique ways and how we actually do that and how we work with people is through coaching. We still have our, our coaching business, EF coach and mentorship, a lot of like business consulting, helping other people kind of get off, you know, get, get the ground. Well, I can't talk today. <laughs> get off the ground, you know, get things rolling into what they want to create most. And, you know, whether it's the podcast space, the health coaching space, fitness, nutrition, um, we truly believe that to live a life ever forward, we, we have found a lot of unique ways to help others do that. And uh, so we've gotten a pretty good solid foundation down on our end of what that means and how we move forward and how we constantly kind of turn these obstacles into the way. And um, it's just being able to turn around and help somebody a little bit behind us do the same thing. So, yeah, like you said, man, when you're, when you're self-employed, fun employed, uh, entrepreneur life, that really can take a lot of different faces every day. But when you, when you really have that why down, it doesn't matter. I think it doesn't matter what you're doing or how you're doing it. If the why is the same, then you're still accomplishing that end goal. I hope that makes sense. I yeah. My caffeine kicked in. <laughs> <laughs> it absolutely made sense, man. Um, at, at what point did you, I'm trying to figure out how to articulate this. I guess, when did you realize that helping others or coaching in general was the thing? Because, you know, there's, there's two types of like personal trainers and there's the personal trainer who just loves fitness and they kind of stay in that personal trainer or fitness role. And then there's the person that's just a personal trainer because they actually just love human interaction. They love human connection. They love coaching people. And those are the, usually the people and neither one way is bad or, or right or wrong. It's just that those people usually move on to either different things or a, a magnitude of different things yeah. in order to help people and coach people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're doing so many different things, but it's all centered around the same idea. I want to coach. I want to help. I want to create. I want to build um, yeah. others, not just me, but others like, and, and I can relate to that. Did you ever have a moment where that like kind of light bulb went off? Like this is it's, it's connection. It's human interaction. Or what is it? Yeah, actually this is really, really timely. Um, I would like to say over the years, uh, I've kind of been connecting those dots more and more. But about a week or two ago, I was, it was a new goal of mine, kind of a little bit of backstory. I have a lot of friends and internet friends and colleagues and peers, you know, we live in a day and age, I'm sure you know, where you can connect, right? And talk to these people through our phone and email. But I was just, I really wanted more connection. And especially being here in Los Angeles, I know so many people here, again, internet friends, podcast guests, all this, but I was like, I, I want to make more of an effort to actually get with these people and be around them and make an effort. So I, I texted a friend, um, you know, Emily, Emily Hayden. Mm -hmm. um, I was like, Hey, pick a date in May, pick a date, pick a time. I want to just, you know, hang out. You pick the place, whatever, you know, again, we always DM and text and all these things, but I wanted some real interaction. I know, I know that's what I thrive off of. And I wanted to just go deeper on a lot of relationships. That's what I'm doing with a lot of people in my life right now is, Hey, you pick the time, you pick the place. I'll come to you. Let's hang out, do whatever. And we got to talking. We were literally just walking around Venice beach and I was kind of explaining to her what I just told you of moving in all these different directions, but knowing that it's not just frivolous, I have the why developed and I feel squared away and I feel good when I'm doing all these things because I'm helping people and it's helping me at the same time. And she brought up a point, she reminded me really of my time in the military. Like you know, we talked a lot about that in the last interview. She said, well, what was your role? What was your rank? What did you do? And I broke it down for her. I was like, you know, at this rank, at this level, this is what I did on a day-to-day -day basis. This is what it is, my job. And, and then she was kind of connecting the dots, even more so than me, into some other things I was talking about before about, you know, maybe how I'm showing up or just measuring success really. She's like, well, it really makes sense. Like you, you were in charge of people. You were supporting other people, and you're the older brother, and you know you're a husband, and you're all these things, and take away all those various duties and responsibilities. The common denominator, common denominator there is, you're a caretaker. Like you 
put yourself into these positions willingly because you enjoy the connection. You help other people, you mentor other people because in some ways you're maybe a little bit further along the path than others, but also like I told her, like it truly does help me grow the most when I can just get real with people, have that humanization aspect, just come out and share my stories, my struggles, my triumphs and have other people go through that with me and then they grow and then I grow. It's really like this kind of self-fulfilling prophecy. It's a snowball that just keeps growing. And so, yeah, recently, I think directly into your question, a couple of weeks ago, that kind of just hit me. I had this great reminder of all these other kind of hats that I've worn in my previous lives and she was dead on. And so I think really looking back, it's always been who I was. It is who I am and is most likely who I will always be because I'm the big brother. I'm you know, the eldest son. Um, I'm the sergeant. I'm the leader, I'm, I'm the head coach, I'm this husband. And it's not because it's just these positions that I force upon myself or just so happen to happen, but it's because I truly love that connection. And I think without realizing it, I was always born to be a coach, to be a trainer, to be a mentor, to just to be someone whose sole responsibility and sole duty each day, every day is to just wake up and help people. Um, and again, if you go back to the first episode, you'll probably understand a lot more about that because of the struggle we went through and losing our father and just my whole kind of just headspace and mental health issue with that of just always wanting to just be there for my family and just be there. Just, I just want to be there for people because I've been alone during a lot of trauma, physical, mental, emotional, and I know what that feels like. And I also know what it feels like when you have a good support system. So in just in any way, shape or form, if I can be that support system or provide that support system for people, it's, um, it's almost, almost selfish, you know, because I'm getting something out of it, but you know, helping someone in some way, shape or form, but it truly does just help me grow. And um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's been in my nature for a long time, but I think finally it's just been really connecting the dots and realizing that it's who I am, it's what I need to do, it's what I love to do really. It's a selfless, selfish act. And it's kind of, yeah, a right. oxymoron, but, but it is. And, and I can relate to that, man. And I think this is one of the reasons why I push uh, positive focus, journaling, meditation, reflection, and, and really crucial conversations with mentors and, and other people who will talk to you on a deeper level, kind of like that conversation you had with Emily, because I think you're, that's you, dude. That's, that's the type of person you are. You're going to live that no matter what. But when you can sit down and dissect it and actually connect the dots of your past of why all these things actually happen and why you act this way and why you feel yeah. fulfilled, yeah. that's when you can go all in and all of a sudden things just grow because now you know why you're doing it. And then you can just excel it. So true, man. And I, I think that's such a good point to anyone listening who is maybe struggling. I'm sure as a coach, you get asked the question a lot well, I think I'm passionate about this or I want to pursue this type of training or this type of diet or I want to pursue whatever. It, it, more people, I think, try to cram a, a square peg into a round hole kind of thing, just trying to find a passion, make a passion and just make it work, right? What really stood out the most to me, and I've heard this so many times before, but again, it just really resonated when Emily reminded me of it, was to pay attention to the gifts that others already receive from you. Pay attention to these skills that you bring to the table that are extraordinary because not everyone else around you possess them. Not everyone else around you is good at this training modality or good at this diet or good at this business or whatever, but you are. We all have these, I, I firmly believe we have these innate skill sets, these innate abilities, these innate passions for whatever reason. And I would agree, definitely like go back to your childhood. Anything you're questioning, good, bad, ugly, in between, Look at the ages of like three to seven, dare I even say like three to 12. Those, those are the years where our conscious and subconscious habits and behaviors and belief systems are formed. And definitely, I mean, not to go too far down a rabbit hole, but during those ages, my parents split up. I was the big brother. My brother and sister and I kind of got separated. Um, I was around you know, a lot of different family members. And so a lot of things just happened to me that definitely put me into that caretaker kind of big brother coach, you know, come under my wing kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's not right or wrong. It's just, it is what it is. And that is who I am. So I think, again, if you're listening and you're questioning any of this, what I want to be passionate about, what type of coach should I get or what type of coach do I want to be or project I want to create, just kind of take inventory because we don't really fully realize what we are good at. We don't recognize, I believe what we are extraordinary at because it is our norm, but it is not the norm for somebody else. So I mean, 
if you help somebody work out, maybe you should start being a coach, maybe be a trainer. If you love talking and will talk to anybody, my hands up, maybe you should be a podcaster, you know? <laughs> so it's sometimes you literally just need to take a poll, whether it's online or ask your friends or just look at, Hey, this person always comes to me for this type of advice or this type of training or this type of reference or whatever. Um, we don't recognize these things again because it is our norm, but it's not the norm for other people. I think it's from a business perspective for anybody listening, because I know there's a lot of entrepreneurs listening to this, but I think it's going to help you be more authentic, uh, have more authenticity inside of your content, inside of your marketing, yes. inside of everything. Yes. And that's going to go a long way. Um, but I also think it helps you kind of create not necessarily like a niche as in who you work with, but a niche of who you are. So a good example of this is, you know, a long time ago when I first made, it was like one of my very first videos I ever made. It was called the coaching corner, I think. And it was like the gym owner had me on coaching corner. We sat in the turf and like, he asked me a bunch of nutrition questions and somebody told me like, you have a, a skill for taking like complex topics and making us general population understand what the hell you're talking about. And that's when it clicked for me. I was like, that's in what you're referring to. I, I consider your superpower, right? I realized that was my yeah, superpower yeah. And, and that's actually what made me go deep into content. And now we do videos, podcasts, blogs, newsletters, Instagram, like everything, every single week. And people ask like, what's your marketing strategy? Like, that's it. I just love creating free content. Like I don't think about anything else. I just want to help people through free content. Yeah. Your strategy is being you. Absolutely. And I hope people listening pick up on that because yes, you can find magical formulas and strategies for social media growth and business growth and just getting started really. But where I think people, a lot of people miss the mark in side hustle, starting a business, starting a diet, starting a workout, whatever, is you're trying to force someone else's dream upon yourself. You're trying to, you're trying to believe what somebody else believes. You're trying to dream somebody else's dream. You're trying, to, you're trying to work out somebody else's program. I think if people focus more, and I talk about this all the time, all my formal education, really undergrad and grad school and certifications and all that stuff. We're, we're taught, I mean, you know, the same thing, it's fitness, it's nutrition, you know, work out this way for this type of result or eat this way for this type of result. And what do we know to be true at, that happens 99% of the time at the end of all that is people realize, Oh, it's, it's not the fitness. It's not the nutrition. It's not whatever. It's this inner feeling that I've been chasing. It's this, you know, wanting, my family members to appreciate what I contribute. It's, it's my significant other looking at me, how I look at them. It's, you know, all of these things, it's this innate kind of thing. And what it boils down to is you're trying to just figure your own stuff out. You're trying to get so enthralled in who you are and what you believe that now you just found a way to kind of, it's an excuse really. Fitness is an excuse. Nutrition is an excuse. Bettering self-help, personal development is an excuse to get down to who you are. And so I think of, people focus more on that, on who am I, what do I want, what do I believe, then man, you can take that and apply it anywhere. Because no matter where you go, what you're doing, it's the same thing, right? You know you, and you're just creating you and sharing you in various yeah. ways. Yeah, and I think going back to you being a helper and helping in, in coaching and doing all these things, I don't think you'd be able to do that to the level you're able to or connect with anybody on the level you're able to connect to people with um, if you didn't focus on yourself first, if you didn't prioritize what you're doing. And Amen, you're doing because I think that gives you the power and the energy and the acceptance and, and the ability in general to actually put forth energy to help other people. Yeah, because think about it. how many times have you gone to a training seminar, speaking seminar, a certification, educate, whatever. And we just have this assumption that, oh, if I go through X, right, I will get Y and Z results. Or if I go get this certification or go to this school or go to this conference, then that is going to be this, that's the secret sauce, right? I just need to go and do that. But no, it's like you go and you learn things about yourself. You go and you realize what you want, what you don't want, what you like, what you don't like. And that was so true for me, especially when I started my undergrad in exercise science, I just assumed, okay, all right, well, cool. I can learn more about the body. I, I guess I'll just be a coach. I guess I'll be a personal trainer. Maybe one day, maybe I'll own my own gym kind of thing. But no, man, I, sure, I learned things. I learned anatomy, physiology, nutrition, but I learned who I was. I learned how my body moved and I learned how I could show up for other people to help them move in similar ways, but truly learn their body, their mind, where they wanted to go, how they wanted to feel, how they wanted to look. All these certifications and experiences if you pay attention, if, you do, if you're doing them correctly, they will just show you really, I think, a little bit of a mirror. And it's up to us to kind of pay attention to that. Um, 
because then you learn, all right, I can apply this to my life or help somebody else. You know, maybe a current client of mine or somebody else that I know. But uh, yeah, it, it truly is all just, I think, little mirrors. And it's just up to us to kind of like put them all together. You know, it's this mirror jigsaw puzzle, I think, of all these experiences and stuff. Yeah, dude, I, I could not agree more, man. Um, on that note of learning, like one of the questions I had on here that I think is, is pretty relative to what we're going on. But originally, I was going to ask, like, what have you learned from all these podcasts you've done? But I kind of want to take a, a make this like a three part question. The first one being, what is the biggest lesson you've learned from stepping outside of what you were doing and purposely trying to connect with people in person, not online, not through text, not through social media, not through podcasting, but you going out and, and meeting people in person and hanging out with people in person, um, whether that's people you already knew really well and you're just seeing them more, or if it's people like Emily, like, Hey, we always chat online. Let's hang out in person. Like what has been the biggest lesson you've learned from doing that? Yeah, man, such a powerful question. And I probably beat this, beat this dead horse here, but it's humanization. Um, I think so many people too often fail to recognize that you and I are human beings. We are walking, talking bags of meat and bones. And there is this biochemistry to us that happens when you're around other people, when you're around other people, places, things, but specifically keeping it to our species here, we pick up on each other's energy and vibes. And I'm not trying to get too woo woo, but there is a biochemistry there is a science to this so if i'm having if i'm having an interview with you you know remotely i can hear you i can see you sometimes not always do we do video but it, it's easier i would say to kind of put on a mask or to just convey and share this version of yourself that you want the other person to hear but man how much more powerful is it when you are in the presence of somebody I mean, people know, listening, you know, but when you're around somebody, you just get a bad vibe or you just, for whatever reason, just click with that person. You, like, I just have a good feeling, you know, it's because there's energy, there's an exchange of this energy going on. And for me being in person has been really a game changer, definitely for staying true to my platform of the podcast and getting people in person to just engage with them, be with them, spend time with them has, I, I feel, and I hope made for better podcast episodes has made me a better listener, a better interviewer. And I hope has provided a unique platform for my guests because I'm sure you have found sometimes when we, we interview people, say you're in the podcast space or interview space, what happens oftentimes we get the same story from somebody. I mean, it's human nature. If you're going to be sharing your story, you're probably going to be developing a little bit of a script, whether you realize it or not. But man, if you can get in person and just catch them how they're feeling that day, just talk to them about their day and just dive deeper about that. Um, it's been a game changer, man. It's just been so unique and a real blessing to, um, to just have these people make time because I'm, I'm busy. I know everybody else is busy. And especially in LA, like just getting to people can be a whole day. Um, so it's been amazing. It's been me able to dive deeper and have that humanization connection that wasn't always there, at least not to the level it was remotely. If that made any sense, I hope I answered your question. Yeah. Um, I think it, when you're in person, I think it breaks down barriers and walls too. You know what I mean? It just, the comfort level goes up. I mean, even for you and I dude. like I would say us podcasting now is easier and more natural and just is going to create better content because we've hung out in person and because we exactly yeah. you know what i mean um and i think too like like you said you know like you get those vibes you get that energy from people and it, and it just carries on man like ever since I mean, we went and got coffee and a bagel or some shit like a long yeah. time ago and we knew each other. Coffee, man. <laughs> yeah dude and we knew each other before that but ever since then we've been in touch constantly because like you meet up with people and you realize like dude this is good people like I want to stay connected with that person. You know what I mean? And it's just, even if it's just a simple high, so I couldn't agree more, dude. Um, so moving into the second part of that question, same exact thing. What have you taken away from podcasting in general, having all these conversations with people? So like, I understand the humanization side of things, but we're taking that away to an extent because not all podcasts can be done in person. What has been the biggest takeaway since you started your podcast, man? You've interviewed so many cool and different people, like from so many different walks of lives. Like what has been the biggest takeaway? I would say you're really making me think about this. I'm staring off into the, the LA abyss over here. <laughs> um, I think as humans, 
we've abandoned, we've forgotten, we've gotten away from one of the most time-honored sacred traditions of our species. Again, going back to your last question, of, you know, we forget we are humans, we are human beings. We have an energy to us. But we also have these traditions, we have these rituals, we have these things that are just so innate in our culture and our evolution, creation, whatever you want to believe, but just going back hundreds and thousands of years, I think the greatest art form, the most common art form is storytelling. And when you look at our, our histories, they're nothing more than just stories. They were verbal, then we learned how to write, we learned how to cave paint, we learned how to do all of these things. And look back to the times of the caveman when you know there were pictures of you know berry juice or whatever they could find clay to paint a hunt right well who cares about that why well clearly back then it was still as important for people to share and to tell the story of their lives and what not only what they did but if you look at uh, the pictures and the writings it was always this community right because we all traveled around in these tribes it's storytelling and Podcasting has been amazing. Interviewing people has been amazing. Just the social media digital age of just being able to connect with people has been amazing. But truly for me, what I love most about the podcast platform is I really think it is a reintroduction of this lost art of storytelling because we are nothing else more than just people who have stories. We all have gone, you have gone through things that I haven't. Maybe we have some similarities and things, but this platform of just sitting down with another human being, especially in person, but even remotely, you know, we can see and hear each other so we can get something out of that is just, I think something that we we've been sitting on and we haven't been really taking advantage of or even abandoning in some points. Um, it's just, it's storytelling. And once people can convey that, what, what they're thinking, what they're feeling, what they've gone through, and especially when another human being, much less a group of people can agree with and connect with that. And how liberating is that? I mean, you know, as a coach, I'm sure like in a group experience, when someone shares a struggle, like I'm just, I can't be adherent. I'm not adherent. I'm not seeing results or this is in my life. This obstacle is in my life. This whatever's in my life. I just can't bust through. But then boom, you have somebody else who steps in like, Hey, I, I hear your story. I've, I've written that same story. I've been in that same book and here's what happened to me or here's, how I was able to kind of write a new chapter and move around that obstacle. Storytelling is so powerful, man. And um, I, I think, again, the humanization aspect, people have really lost a little bit. So for me, the podcast world has been a, the ability to reintroduce storytelling and in a whole new way. Video is amazing. Writing a caption on an Instagram post is amazing. But I think this platform of just speaking, the audio platform, is uh, going back to our human roots and everybody I've spoken to, I just feel like I get something unique out of them, you know, and just having a conversation. It's, it's powerful, man. I love that, dude. I love the approach you took on that. It's funny too. It's, it's kind of timely because I've been uh, more into like biographies and stuff lately. So like even yeah. audiobooks, like listening to stuff and yeah. like Shannon will give me shit. Cause she's like, why do you like history so much? <laughs> I don't know. It just, it fascinates me learning about people. Storytelling. Yeah. And that's what it is. Like everybody has an interesting story and it motivates me to create an interesting story. Um, yeah. Yep. Because that's I the best that, part too. No one can yeah. take that away from you. No, no, you can read a book about someone's story and you can't deny, you can't say, you know, you're selling snake oil or, you know, it's a scam. You, there's no sales or marketing behind it. If I just, if I tell you my story, you tell me your story. No one can take that away from you. I yeah. can, I can take motivation, inspiration, perception, um, tips, tricks, whatever, whatever, however I perceive that conversation, whatever I want it to mean, there's the power in that. Um, no one can take your story away from you. So Again, going back to what we were talking about earlier, if you spend the time going deeper on yourself and exploring yourself and figuring out who you are and what you want, who you're not, what you don't want, then your story is your truth. No matter where you go, what you're doing, what you're saying, what you're not saying, more importantly sometimes, is your truth. And no one can take away your truth. Something to point out here too, just so people, again, entrepreneurs listening, coaches listening, I've said this multiple times and it really connects with people, but like you are not alone. And I think a lot of people get into this bucket of like, Nobody gets it. I'm alone. I'm struggling with this. So they keep it to themselves. But the reality is, is there's so many people just like you. There's so many people just like me. There's so many people just like everybody and going through the same shit in their own way, going through a different 
chapter, as you put it in the same book. Right. And then I think it's important to put it out there because other people will relate to you. And I think one of the best ways for people to grow a business or grow a coaching or, or reach more people to help more people is to put your story out there because somebody is going to relate to you, your story and how you tell it. Right. You and I might even have the exact same struggle, but you're going to tell it a different way than I'm going to tell it because of that yeah. different people are going to relate to each of us. And that opens a door for us to help that person. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I, I hope people pick up on that and it I'll caveat by saying it is a very scary thing. Mm -hmm. It can be scary because again, going back to the fundamentals of being a human being here, things are scary to us because we have not yet experienced them for the most part. Think about your first public speaking gig. Think about your first interview. Think about your first client. Think about the first anything. The reason why we get the shakes or the, the tremors or the butterflies in our stomach or the nerves is because that is going back to a primal state of being. Your brain, you're thinking about things, seeing things that you have never, ever done before. And if you've never done it, your brain has never made those neural pathway connections. So it, it, you're literally sending this crazy new signal this of, of an alternate reality to your mind, to your brain. And that's why it has this physiological manifestation. That's why we feel the way we do. That's why we get sweaty palms and all these things. But what happens after you do it? I'll say for the most, most part, some people just takes them a long time to get through things and that's okay. That's your process. But after you're done, like, wow, that wasn't really that scary or that wasn't that hard. It's only scary. It's only difficult. Majority speaking here, I believe is because we just haven't done it yet. So if you're struggling, like Cody was saying, if you're in fear of something, if you, if you can't bust through something, just put it out there, just share it on your social media, with a friend, with a coworker, someone, you know, maybe that you trust or, you know, maybe hell, maybe even sometimes a stranger. I've talked to strangers all the time and I get great insight, you know, <laughs> whatever it is you think you need to do or want to do, just share it and just, just pause and wait to see where it comes back. Because I guarantee you, like Cody said, someone else has gone through it or is going through it and you all can relate and you can tell your story together. And more importantly, you can then be, a new author be a, a beacon for somebody else because same story similar story different people you're gonna have different insights and that is the ripple effect we all need yeah one uh, a quote that just came to mind that uh, i stole from uh, one of my early mentors steve krebs is anxiety alleviates or i'm sorry action alleviates anxiety and it's the same thing you were saying man it's like instead of tiptoeing to the water to see if it's cold just fucking jump in as yeah. soon as you take action the anxiety yeah. leaves the stress leaves the overwhelm leaves so um dude i'll echo everything you said i couldn't agree more and in the third part of this you might have actually already answered this when we first start talking about the purpose behind even finding human interaction and coaching is the same exact question what have been the biggest takeaways inside of coaching? So from coaching other individuals, what has been your biggest takeaway? Yeah, I'll say definitely to coaching, but to maybe more so the, the entrepreneur listening is to not stay married to the thing that you're doing and you think you're, you're, you're supposed to do or want to do mm. because it can have a lot of different forms. So your, your question about coaching, when I got started, like I said before, I just assumed because I didn't know, right? I didn't know what you could do with this degree or this education or experience. I didn't, I didn't even know podcasting was a thing. <laughs> um, so coaching to me, what it was then was, all right, I'm going to show up one-on-one -on -one for this person. I'm going to help them physically in the gym. Then that's going to grow into, all right, I, I've learned and have some more in my scope of practice. I can talk to you about nutrition and eating habits, performance and aesthetics. Okay, I'm going to go into a group setting. Okay, I'm going to go into a corporate setting. So coaching over time, over years, I mean, in this profession now, about a decade almost, has always evolved. And I think to a lot of people, whether you're a coach, a trainer, insert any profession here, when that evolution happens, when that change happens, again, going back to that that's scarcity, you know, kind of feeling of this is new, this is unfamiliar, I'm going to panic, I'm going to have anxiety or I'm just going to dig my heels in and refuse to change is being open to that change and not staying married to this one modality, this one paradigm, this one really belief system of this is who I am. This is what I do, but just understanding again, I know who I am. It doesn't matter what I'm doing as long as who I am is true. As long as who I am is shining through. So if I am the personal trainer, I am, I know who I am and I'm acting in this way. If I'm sending someone to work out remotely, 
it's been this evolution and just going with it, going kind of, you know, this, this river, just going with the tide, with the current and just seeing where it takes me. I've gone from being a personal trainer to a group exercise instructor, to a health coach, to exercise physiologist, to a, a wellness director, you know, from in person to online, to up and down the East coast, to all over the world, all of these things. And it's been a wild ride. It has been educational. It's been informative. It's been, um, scary, very scary. A lot of times, especially when you step out on your own, but not staying married to it. And so late last summer, early fall last year, my coaching business truly like the fitness and nutrition and, you know, kind of the mentoring aspect really began to change. And I was, I was scared. I was digging my heels in. I was scared because numbers weren't there flat out total honesty the sales weren't there they weren't coming in and it was just due to a lot of human error honestly on my part a big learning curve in the uh, the self-employed world um and so once i began to realize again like i was saying earlier of the gifts that i was giving out what people are already naturally receiving from me i had to go back to my own basics and so now or rather right about then is when coaching kind of changed for me and so yes we still have a team of coaches who do more of the true fitness and nutrition stuff but for me personally, I had to let go of that identity. I had to let go of that season of my life where I am Chase the health coach. I am Chase the, the you know, fitness and nutrition guy, but I'm Chase the, the ever forward guy. I'm Chase the lifestyle. I'm, I'm Chase who can just connect with people and help them figure out what they want and how to do it or connect them to somebody else who can. And so what that really looked like was the biggest passion of mine at the time and still is, is the podcast space. So I, I personally, in my coaching business, shifted to more of a podcast, multimedia, online presence kind of consultant and coach, really. So I was able to kind of just take Coach Chase, keep that same hat on, but just step into a different arena, if that makes sense. My analogies are all over the place, and I'm not a sports guy, so <laughs> but hopefully I'm connecting the dots here for you guys. But you know, it's just, just still staying true to who I am and, my, of course, my scope of practice. I think it's very important that but my education my experiences and just my accomplishments my learning curves and realizing there are a lot of people in my audience and in my world who are curious about that as well who are curious like how did you do that how did you start a show or how did you shift from in person to online and so that allowed me to let go of those failures right of, of when i was missing the mark in my fitness and nutrition coaching game and just re recognize that all right chase this is where you need to be a coach now and so that's what I'm doing. Like I said, we have, you know, EF coach does this thing with fitness and nutrition for other people and our other coaches, but me personally, Chase, he is, I am this, uh, really this podcast coach. Um, because again, it's been such a great way to connect with other people, share their stories and then disseminate, disseminate out to a much bigger audience. So people can still learn from me. They can still get that fitness nutrition tip. They can get that sleep health hack. They can get that productivity hack, things that help them, in ways that I could never by trying to connect one-on-one -on -one with all these people. So it's just not staying married to that one identity and just knowing who I am and seeing how I can share that part of me with the world. I love that, man. It's like, and there's, there's a lot of people who have done this. Um, I say a lot of people, but it's still the minority when we speak of a generalization, but who have doubled down on their superpower like you did and created their own, occupation created their own role yeah. created their own thing and i think that's what the beauty of life is man like you really can do what you want to do if you're passionate about it and if you're really fucking good at doing it so there's no reason to be shackled shackled down to like typical categories or genres or job roles or occupations because that's just what they say um, and i could relate to that man like when i made a big shift online and i started doing everything we're doing and i'm a blogger and i'm this and that like talking to family members you or like, yeah. in-laws and being like oh, oh well yeah. It was the favorite question here. So what do you do, Cody? Yeah, oh my God. So <sighs> you like work out on Skype in front of people? And I'm like, no, it's, it's not like that. Like some, some of my- yeah, Like a webcam in your gym, you weirdo? I, I think that's, true story. I've tried to explain this to my grandmother a million times, but she was on the phone with my uh, fiance last week. And she was so confused because we just moved. Um, so we were in Airbnb for six weeks. We didn't have my home, home gym obviously because it was in storage um i had surgery on my knee recently so a whole bunch of stuff and she was like i just don't understand how he's been training all these people throughout the process and now that i think about it doesn't he train them in your garage and i was like grandma i don't do any of that like i'm <laughs> it's this whole different thing 
It's so and that's hard. where it's up to us to, to begin to tell this new different story. Yeah. Storytelling, yeah. like your, your grandmother, my grandparents, hell, even my parents, and especially my, my in-laws, they're, um, my wife is first generation American born. They're all from Iran. So old world culture, different culture entirely. They, they flat out just think I figured out the magic formula to type keys on my keyboard and make money somehow online. <laughs> um, I can definitely relate and ask, what do you do? how much time you got but that is that has been their story that was the story they were told that is the story maybe they still they still convey and they still talk about and they still write themselves but we are in the wild wild west of i think professional evolution professional potential you can pick up your smartphone right now and in a matter of minutes matter of hours start a business or connect with somebody we are writing new stories and it is up to us it's all well and good that we can do things now, but to be really perennial and to truly change the story of this, this season, this generation of, of humans is to be open about it and to be willing to kind of go through that awkwardness of, of sharing our story with the previous story. You know, we're in a new chapter, right? And so it's up to us to kind of connect the dots from the last one to this one. So I feel you, man, it's hard, but I, I truly, I've been making more of an, effort i would say i hope i've been making an effort to really think about that and more accurately describe in ways that they understand because especially to a persian american grandmother who barely speaks english um i can't really go into the whole instagram youtube you know all of these things because she doesn't get it but what i can do is tell her that i you know i work with people all over the world in various ways you know we talk on the phone we email you know, we, I connect with people and I help them in, in a variety of different ways. And so it's just, it's getting out of our own way sometimes and just thinking that everybody else understands our story and being able to talk with them in a way that, you know, they can connect the dots as well. So yeah. What do you do for a living? Well, how much time you got and what does today look like? You know, who am I today kind of thing? Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting. It's, and this is a good transition because I want to touch base on your mentorship, but I think this is one of the coolest things about mentoring, man, is like we are rewriting the story and we are creating new possibilities so that we can pay it forward and pass it on. So people, I don't mean below us as in people who are beneath us from a hierarchy, right. but below us as in they're not as far along as us or younger than us, they can kind of take the reins and learn how to do this themselves as well and continue to pay it forward and build that yeah. story. So my question to you is um, two part again, First is like, what is the biggest mistake you see with most coaches that approach you? Like what, not necessarily a mistake, like, oh, they're fucking up, but what struggle do they have? Like, what struggle do you see these people? What problem do these people have? And then I would love if you can kind of dive into like the things you t tend to focus on. Um, I talk a lot about, I call it shift six. And it's kind of like this system that you use daily for productivity and meditation and mindset and business and study versus execute. And like, we kind of have this system and we dial this in so people's days can actually just flow and get better. Um, but I think every mentor, every life coach, every business coach kind of has their own way of implementing a system or a strategy or just a way of being quote unquote better. So I'm curious of first, what are the biggest mistakes you see? And then, and then how are you helping these individuals if there's any specific route? Yeah, man, I love that. That, that shift six sounds amazing. Um, I resonate with that. I would say when people come to me, especially we'll stick to the world of, all right, Chase, I want to do what you did. I want to go from in-person to online fitness, nutrition, health coaching, whatever. I want to start a podcast. I'm sure you get the same question. Hey, Cody. Hey, Chase. How did you do that? I think that is the first mistake. And I definitely was guilty of that. We look to these people. We find people who are, you know, a little bit further down the path than us. Maybe they're doing something that we want to do. We think we're interested in. They're an online coach. They're a gym owner. They're a podcaster. They're a boss guy, boss girl, whatever. The first question, this might just be human nature, is how did you do it? Teach me how you did it. And I think that is where people go wrong first. That is definitely where I went wrong. And again, I'll go back, not to cop out here, but go back to what I was saying earlier of you need to do the work on yourself first. Before you try to dream anybody else's dream, build someone else's business, yeah, it's going to be yours. You're going to take it and make it your own, but you're still tethering yourself to somebody else. You're tethering yourself to something else. You should be everything that you need. Now, with a grain of salt, I strongly believe in community and, and fostering that along the way because you will need help, not if, but when. I, I think the biggest mistake people make is just asking, hey, can you teach me how you did it? So 
what I do with my mentors or my mentees rather, excuse me, is, and I think a lot of people will be surprised in, in this space. You might even too. I have no, I'll say, I'll say no, I have very, 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 very little curriculum. Uh, I'm not a planner. I'm a ready fire aim kind of guy. Drives my my wife nuts. She is very much like detail oriented. Like what are we doing when, how, blah, blah, blah. And I just, I, it, almost to the point sometimes it's overwhelming. I just, I'm, I feel like I'm a visionary. I have all these ideas and concepts in my head. And so with our mentees specifically is I, I truly am just very present every day. So when we have a one-on-one -on -one call, when we have a group call, yes, I have some prep time. I have some things that, you know, things that have been weighing on my heart. I look for other content and things that I can tie in. Um, so I'm not just dropping the ball with my clients. I hope people are recognizing that, but I strive to be very, very present in who I am, what I've been going through, things that have moved the needle for me in terms of personal and professional development, what has been maybe a cool little hack for social media or what has maybe brought me more revenue. Because I mean, this is a business. People are paying me. You know, people are looking to me and us for, for information and insight, and especially when they're paying for it, they expect results, right? So I think I help people, I hope I help people realize that you didn't come to me for me to teach you how to make six figures in 12 weeks. You didn't come to me to lose 100 pounds in four weeks. You didn't come to me for whatever. You came to me to help you figure out who you are and what you want. And there's no formula for that, I believe. There's this, there are certain things that you know, we know to be true. I definitely will send people a bunch of books or some like limiting belief works, uh, worksheets. I can't use my words good. <laughs> Just the little things that, that have helped me along the way from books that I've read and podcasts I've listened to and coaches and mentors of mine in the past. So um, yeah, it's very honestly just, I would say loose, but very present, very real. And um, that's honestly been the greatest feedback from people is that people going through our mentorship and our coaching is that, you know, it, Hey, it's not just one modality. It's not just, I didn't sign up and get this one kind of cookie cutter sheet of do right. this, you know, and you will get X amount of results. It's just, and this is where a lot of people kind of struggle sometimes is that it's a process and you have to be willing to just show up every day. And that's why I don't make these outlandish promises or outlandish results, but I, I can promise you that I will show up every day. And as long as you do too, then I know magic is going to happen. I think like, it doesn't surprise me at all, by the way, cause I'm very similar. I think that good mentoring is actually that way. It's very intuitive. Um, it's a lot of questioning and directing, uh, but it's yes. kind of on the fly. Yes. You know what I mean? So a lot of questions. Shift six is a six step system that I teach people. It's not individual. I give everybody the exact same thing. Cause I say, Hey, like over the years of trying all these different daily routines, like this is what stuck with me. This is what resonated with me to make sure my head space was okay. I was still training and taking care of my body and I was doing yeah. something related to my business to learn and grow, right. And be productive. I give them that from the start. And then the rest is very similar to you. Like we're doing calls, we're doing group webinars, we're doing things that people question and you answer and you develop and you have, I'm a very, I'm a visionary too. I have ideas and sometimes it helps, man. It's, and I think this is actually funny and I'd like to get your take on this. I have some ideas for my mentor clients that help them do things. And they're like, how the fuck did I, I would have never thought of that. Like it's insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, dude, I get on calls with my mentor and he gives me ideas and I'm like, why the hell didn't I think of that? Like I would have never guessed. Right. And I think there's a, most mentors have a good way of almost like selling somebody else or like vision, visioning somebody else's things mm -hmm. better, or just kind of sparking that vision for them. Yeah. Uh, then they do themselves. Yeah. It's that inception concept. Have you seen the movie inception? Oh yeah. How, how are they successful with that? That one guy, that one guy they're trying to really make the most change in is they make them realize what they want to realize. So this is where I think a good coach and good mentor, this is what separates them, is that we don't just tell people what to do. You don't tell your people, but maybe sometimes you need that, like you need a little bit more of that kind of just drill sergeant, like here's your workout, do this kind of thing. People need that kind of accountability for a while, but we don't tell people what to do or how to do it. We share our experiences, we tell our story, and along the way, like you, maybe this is a good sign for me to kind of write some things down and have some tangible, like this has helped me, this book did this, blah, blah, blah but you have these tangible things that you can just share. And again, like I said before, no one can take that away from you. If you're just sharing your experiences of what has given you results in this field, in this job, as a man, as a husband, as a father, as a fiance, as a student, as a whoever, if you just begin to open up your book 
and we're giving you like the, the podcast title here. Apparently it's going to be some storytelling thing. I don't know why the book concept is on my mind so much, but if, if you can tell your story in a way that helps others connect and then they can go on and write their own. I mean, that is exactly, I think what a great coach, great mentor does is just helps people hear them own their own selves. Sometimes it, it, we are a mirror. A good coach should be a mirror and someone who can ask questions and help people realize these things that like, I, I want you to say this. I want you to believe this. I want you to do that. But if I tell you, then you haven't learned anything. You just, you sat there and you just listened to what I told you to do. And maybe you go do it. Maybe you don't, but people who are adherent and people who are not people who are sex successful and people who are not are the ones in my opinion who have come to these realizations on their own have had someone or something kind of mirror that back to them because then like this was my idea. This was my concept. This, this is my definition of success. This is my story. So therefore, I think you're going to be a lot more adherent. You're going to have a lot more perennial success. And uh, those are the people we need most in our life, man. We need people to kind of just have this outside objective perspective, to be these mirrors, to ask these questions. Hell, sometimes I've had some of the biggest realizations in my life. The other person hadn't really said shit. They just stood there, sat there, and listened. And then as I'm rambling, as I'm talking, I'm like, wow, Chase, you just solved your own problem. Yeah. I've been there with that too, man. Um, I'm an idiot. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there, dude. Um, fuck, man. I couldn't agree more with any of that. I'm really glad the podcast actually took this direction because I had some different outlines, but it kind of took a turn right at the beginning as the conversation developed. And this just goes back to the very beginning of That's what I'm saying, man, yeah human interaction is so important, man. I don't, if we weren't great friends, this wouldn't have happened. And because of that, we can have these deep conversations and I've taken so much away from this that I'm going to be able to apply to my life now. And I hope the same. Awesome, for you. Man. Awesome. It just helps. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. one final thing I have for you, uh, to part ways is a personality question that I always do with everybody. It has changed cool. since the last time you've been on the podcast. So we'll see if you have a different answer for a couple of them. Okay. But the situation is, is you're in LA. So you're flying to Japan. You got a long ass fight ahead of you. You got two empty seats next to you, so you can choose anybody to be in those seats, dead or alive, but they cannot be friends or family, and you get one book to read and one album to listen to. What are you listening Ooh. to? What are you reading, and who's sitting next to you? The book. I will say I would probably go back to the book I refer people out the most is Ego is the Enemy, a really short read. Love Ryan Holiday, uh, all of his Fantastic. books. I I had amazing. And that was one book that stood out the most to me. I never really would consider myself an, an egotistical person. Of course, that's the ego talking, right? No one would ever say that. <laughs> I, I kind of like to think that I'm a, a nice guy or was right up to the point where I read this. And it's a very short read. You can read it front to back. You can read it by sections. Uh, it just, it, it shined a light in so many areas of my life where I was egocentric, where I was putting myself first. It was, I was reading it, my jaw dropped the whole time. I was like, wow, I suck. <laughs> I'm an egotistical asshole. Um, so I would definitely go back and reread that book. The album I would listen to, oof, oh man. This might surprise a lot of people. I'm actually a big, um, I'm a big metal head at heart. I love like hard rock, I love metal. Um, two of my favorite bands are, I'm a big Seven Dust fan and Alter Bridge. Um, Honestly, I'm going to cheat. I would say I would make a mixtape, uh, a mix CD, <laughs> a mix album of, uh, of Alter Bridge and Seven Dust. Um, and I think, again, this actually, this is why this makes sense. It's because Miles Kennedy and LeJean Witherspoon, Miles Kennedy's the lead singer of Alter Bridge, LeJean Witherspoon's the lead singer of Seven Dust, their lyrics are stories. Mm. And I've always been someone who was connected to lyrics. The music has always been kind of secondary. But when I listen to them, it's just their words just hit me and flood over me so powerfully. So I would say kind of a little hodgepodge of that. Sorry to cheat there. Um, and then my two guests, I would love to have Jocko Willink. Uh, he is someone that has really, I've met him once, went to a book signing a couple months ago. And um, his work, his books, his experiences really rings true for me. Because again, someone who is further down the path that I would like to be on is a former military transitioning into the civilian world and storytelling and conveying these military experiences and suck and leadership and failure and successes now for the civilian world, but for other military people, other veterans. So he would definitely be one person and uh, second person. Oh man. Let's go with probably Aubrey Marcus. 
I think. Yeah. Um, again, I've had the pleasure of meeting him a couple of times. And now I'll say that I'll go on record and state that I don't wholeheartedly believe everything that I think he believes. Um, but I do believe and resonate with a lot of what he talks about. And what I love about Aubrey, everything, not just, I mean, he could definitely teach me a lot from a business perspective of starting and scaling and growing on it. But I love so much that he has devoted so much time to himself and sharing with others of this exploration of the self. He is so unapologetically him and he is so open. I, I believe he's so open about what he believes, what he doesn't believe, what serves him, what doesn't, the people, the places, the things that kind of help foster that community and that growth. Um, and it's just someone who I think is just so unique and open to just the human experience. Uh, I, I think those two guys would, would really make great, uh, great sidecars, great uh, partners in that, that trip for sure. I love it, man. I couldn't agree more. I think that's a, that would be an interesting conversation between the two as well. Yeah, um, yeah. If, if anybody listening to this has not read or listened to the audible of uh, ego as an enemy, highly suggest I'll say the same. I didn't think I was an egotistical person, but I still picked yeah. it up because somebody rec recommended to me and it taught me a ton about how I was acting, um, who I was. And, and again, I wasn't necessarily an egotistical person, but it opens your eyes and kind of the way I look at it is it allows me to kind of like stop and think and process before I actually take action or say, or yeah. I'm somebody that speaks my mind, but sometimes I can bite you in the ass, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah and you okay. said it right there. I mean, as we go along this process of personal development, um, I, I hope to never get to a point to where I'm so steadfast in my belief that this is who I am, or I know who I am and know who I'm not. And what I love about that book is that it, when we think we're getting better in a, in a way in any area of our life, it's always good to go back to the basics. It's a, so if I think I'm a good person, a generous person, a non egotistical person, then we should be looking at content like ego as the enemy, right? We should really be going back to the basics and, and really confirming or denying and optimizing. Um, so I, I hope this comes across in my content and the things that I teach and coach others on is that th there's no finish line really here. And so if anyone, ever comes across and says, Hey, I figured it out. I have all the answers. This is who I am. This is how it is. Blah, blah, blah. Run from that. Or just yeah. trust, maybe verify heavily. Um, everything should be a process. And if you ever think you arrived at the destination anywhere, then I challenge you to go back to the basics and see where you need to still optimize. Um, I just got to point something out before we close out, dude, is, uh, just to connect some more dots for you. But the first time we did a podcast, you mentioned how you're a movie buff, like you love movies. You referred to a couple movies yeah. throughout this podcast, um, storytelling. You love podcasting, storytelling. You are huge. I, I um, literally, me and, Jason <laughs> Phillips, me and Jason Phillips were talking about you and we called you the connector because you just love yeah. connecting to people. And part of that is you actually tell us about others so that you can connect us. And that's telling yeah. stories about others. Jocko and Aubrey. Jocko is a story of his past to help you grow. Aubrey is very much a storyteller of the present. He's very present and talking about the now. But yeah, it's Cody blowing my mind right now, man. <laughs> your music choices was based on stories. You're probably a Nas fan. I love Nas, the hip hop artist. Oh my gosh, he's yeah, man. The king of storytelling inside rap. But um, yeah, I had to point that out because as you're going, I'm like, dude, this guy is just like, it's, it's storytelling. And, and it's cool because people listening, like, connect to people, dig deeper, listen to audio biographies, study, journal, meditate, do all these things so you can reflect and connect the dots. I've done the same in my life. Um, and it's how I kind of found my purpose as well. But um, dude, commend you for it. Uh, thank you again for coming on the show, man. Love you oh, as I always, that, dude. Um, we'll do it again. Oh, before you go, shout out everything uh, so everybody can know where to follow you and check out your content. Yeah, yeah, man. My, my biggest baby is Instagram. I'm on there the most. It's just at Chase underscore tuning. Uh, podcast is Everford Radio, Everford Coach. My brother runs Everford Apparel. Uh, our whole mission, belief system at EF is that anyone can do anything. It's just a matter of figuring out where you're idling and not making things happen and to sometimes get out of your own way. So anything is possible. Anyone can do anything. And if you doubt that, just, just look at us. I challenge you to go back to my last episode with Cody and um, that to figure out truly what it means to live a life ever forward. That's what it's all about. So you have apparel, you have coach, you have radio. And uh, I'm still putting up YouTube a little bit here and there. I'm getting back to it, actually. New video went live today. But uh, yeah, biggest babies Instagram. Love it, man. I'll link all that in the show notes, dude. Thanks again for coming on. Yeah, likewise, brother. Before I let you go, I just want to say thanks. 
I seriously appreciate you spending this last hour or so with me, educating yourself to get better results. It still humbles me to this day that people around the world literally have me in their headphones or their speakers just to learn. It's so empowering and because of that, I have three quick things for you. The first one is a personal favor. Please leave me a five-star rating and review on iTunes. When you do this, not only does it help me learn and get better at making podcasts for you to get better results, but it helps us grow inside of iTunes, which allows us to invest more, again, to get you better results. The second thing, head over to boomboomformance.com slash sign dash up or click the link in the show notes to get your free copy of the Nutrition Hierarchy. This is everything you need to know about nutrition to change your body composition or performance inside of a manual. I take the leading evidence inside of research and all the principles, methods, and tools based on some of the top professionals in the industry, and I put them all in a book so you can learn more about your nutrition and get better results. The third thing, this is a personal invitation to shoot me a DM on Instagram or email me at cody at boomboomperformance.com. I will help you troubleshoot anything you need. This is literally an invitation to jump in my inbox and ask me anything you want and let me help you. All right, guys, that's all I got for you this time. I appreciate you being here and I'll see you next time.